0: Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Noman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network, and we do it all here, folks. We provide the best in sports betting, data insights, analysis across the board, across our award-winning app, across our award-winning website, across all the shows we do on at Action Network HQ, our Twitter handle, and on this Podcast right now. The favorites with my bff my companion, Mike Compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Woohoo.
1: Chad, Chad, Chad. I wanted a five and a week so bad. So bad. We and came I blew close. it. No, I blew it. it. It's all it's all on me. I would I would love to blame Chad. The minute he took the Eagles and Scrooge roulette I said what I always say. Chad, if you're new to the show, Chad is slightly cursed. And as soon as he said the Eagles, we know we knew, we knew that that was doomed, but I walked into the fire pit with him. and I took it anyway, and that's on me. So it, it is my fault. Listen,
0: uh, to remind people, this is how the show works. Tuesdays, <laughs> Simon and I go through the entire NFL slate. We talk about our leans, what we're thinking about Thursday. We narrow it down and we try to come up with our five favorite picks that we will put on on Sunday. Along the way, you will get the Simon Says, which means you've got to pick this game right away. Last week, Simon Says, Cincinnati Bengals. Didn't matter that it was plus six and a half. Didn't matter it was plus six. We love the Bengals. Um, It worked out pretty well. You're also referring to our final five picks. Uh, We went three and two. We ended up taking the Broncos uh, plus three and a half on Thursday night. We love the Bengals at plus six and a half. We, uh, who else did we take? I already forgot. What was Titans. that? Titans. We love the Titans. So we started off three and zero. Early games, we were three and zero. We took the Eagles. We loved the Eagles, and and we never wavered off the Eagles. Okay, don't make this a Chad thing. We did not waver off. No, the I'm Eagles. saying that's
1: why I blame myself. I should yeah. have known better.
0: You should have known better. Uh, We also do Scooch Roulette in honor of Simon's predecessor, Bob Scoochie, the great bookmaker from the Stardust and Boyd Gaming, who uh, was the original co-host of the show. Um, He and I used to go head-to-head every week. He would choose a game. I would choose a game. This past week, Simon chose the Packers. I chose the Eagles. He won. We got so much to unpack. We're going to go through the entire slate. Um, We ended up losing on the Eagles and the Niners. Um, That's one of the things I want to talk about. The Packers and the Niners. So uh, we do the show on Tuesday. You talk about how much you love the Packers. You didn't care what the line was. You love the Packers. Every Thursday, we do a segment called Sharp Calls because between Tuesday and Thursday, you will get calls from your buddies who are professional betters critiquing what we discuss. Sometimes they're with you. Sometimes they're against you. This week, they hated the Packers. They loved the Washington football team but they also called you about the Niners saying they like the Niners when we had said we liked the Colts. We stuck to our guns on the Packers. We turned our back on our principles on the Colts and chose the Niners. Tell me what happened. Why did we stick with one and not stick with the other? Do this while I sip my decaf English breakfast tea on a damp cold day with a, just a splash of
1: uh, vanilla soy creamer. I hate you. Uh, so I I try to be as humble as I can on this show, Chad. It's hard. It's hard to be the humble when you're this bad looking. It's hard. Um, so hard. <laughs> how can I say this? So I say it all the time: there are maybe fifty guys in all of America that do this for real. That bet on NFL with a betting syndicate or they bet with a firm. They're legit. Okay, I know Twitter makes you think there's hundreds of us growing on trees. There isn't. I'm telling you, there's just a very small group of it. I can tell you I'm the only guy I knew that got hired at this position in my 20s. OK, now I'm in my 30s, so it doesn't sound as cool. But in my 20s, it was a big deal. OK, a lot of these guys don't get the job I have until late 30s, early 40s. So I I know I'm young and I know that a lot of the guys that listen to this show that are pros that work for these other groups, they're always going to have opinions. So when a guy like Hank calls me up and he's giving me shit about my Green Bay pick. That's not a big deal, okay? Like, that's pros are going to be on different sides. We screw with each other all the time. That's why I wasn't so staunch in switching that Green Bay pick. Like, I liked that pick. I felt good about it. The Colts one. again, there might be 50 people out there that do what I do. One of these groups, someone I'm not close with at all, they apparently hit a book in Vegas, they hit a book in Colorado, and they hit a bunch of books in New Jersey, all in the 49ers, okay? So this was obviously one of these groups' biggest bets of the year. I might love my number. But one of the biggest things I learned in life is you got to be open to other people. You can't be a know-it-all, especially in this business, okay? There's always going to be people that know more than you. Doesn't matter how good your system is, how how much you're on fire. I need to, if an, if another group, this is their biggest bet of the year, and I know they're legit, I'm going to take that every time, okay? And yeah, I feel like an idiot, okay? I was spot on with my love for the Colts. It was a good number. Everything I thought was right. I think Jimmy G is a fraud. He was a fraud in that game. But when a group like that is coming in so heavy and they're hitting at multiple books in multiple states, who the hell am I to say, no, these guys are wrong? That'll never be the case. I'm always going to go with that group if I know it's one of their biggest bets of the year. So I stepped in it. That was a really stupid play by me where I, I should trust my number, but it, it's just because I, I just know how it is. These guys know more than me. So I have to be open to these things, even though I think I'm really good and I know I'm really good at what I do. I always have to pay respect to these guys who've come before me. and have done this for a long time. So. I hate that I did it, Chad, but I wouldn't change it. I'd have to do it again because that's, that's how I'm going to make money long-term is listening to these other guys.
0: You know how you stay great, Simon? How? Stay humble. Keep grinding. Recognize there's always a potentially new, interesting, different, better way to do the job. 100%. What you're doing today isn't necessarily going to work tomorrow. By the way, that's how we do it every single day. Every single day, what we thought worked last week is probably not going to work the week after. That's actually where the fun part is you get to reinvent it every single time.
1: Yeah. Like you're always updating. Like you'll never seem to go out of my way to talk bad about other sports betters. Like I'll never go on Twitter and seek out someone saying you're doing this wrong or whatever, because it's just a waste. I don't really know pros that do that. You always need to be updating and looking at things different. Like I got nothing against Wong teasers. Wong teasers clearly work that he wrote that book like 10 years ago. How much has the NFL changed in 10 years? So, yeah, I'm, I do want teasers. Other times I go against the rules just because how, how is anything the same it was 10 years ago in the NFL? It's just not. Key numbers have changed dramatically. We've talked about it. Six has become one of the most key numbers in all of football. It, it's landing at a higher rate than seven is. That's a big deal. So always be updating. Um, that's my biggest thing to people. It's like I, I look at things differently. Like, remember last year at the Super Bowl, we talked all the time. I try to explain to people in, in the Super Bowl, okay, billions of dollars are being bet. So a plus three in the Super Bowl is much different than a plus three in week six. And if you view them as the same thing, you're already way behind the gauge, okay? There, there is nothing comparable about a plus three in the Super Bowl and a plus three in week six. Even if the math works out to you that it is, they're very different. They should be treated differently. Again, billions of dollars are being bet on the Super Bowl, maybe a couple million if they're lucky. Like who was betting on the Giants? Carolina Panthers plus three game. Nobody. That's a different thing than the Super Bowl plus three. So that's my whole thing is I just want people to think different. And that's what I feel like people like this show. We're we're trying to get people to look at football differently.
0: You're the Steve Jobs of sports betting. Think (laughs) different. Listen, speaking of plus six, let's get to the games, right? we got a full slate Thursday night football.
2: Green Bay Packers at Arizona Cardinals.
0: Game opened at three. Devontae Adams, now unlikely to play star receiver for the Packers on the COVID-19 reserve list. Obviously, he's, on, he's Aaron Rodgers' biggest weapon. The Cardinals have continued to defy what we thought they were. The Packers have played better the past two weeks against, admittedly, two really bad teams. What do we make of this? I look at this at minus six. I see how well the Cardinals are playing. I see the way Kyler Murray is making plays. I see the way Aaron Rodgers is when he's under pressure and know that he's without his best receiver. I still like it at minus six.
1: I know this is, this is such a hard game because you know, it is, I I love taking dogs. You're getting Aaron Rodgers as a big dog here against, you know, Arizona. Yeah. Everything you just said, just true. It's, it's crazy how well they're playing. And again, the Adams movement, to me, was a big deal. I have him and Chase as my highest two greater wide receivers this season. For me to move at a point and a half for a wide receiver is incredibly rare. That's that's how much Adams means this team. So I opened it. I liked it at three. I thought that was a good number. I moved to four and a half. Now it's at six. That means to me, I'm getting a point and a half value on Green Bay. Yeah, I, I lean towards Green Bay but I don't feel like you're getting that much crazy value here because everything you just said. So true. I don't know how Ryan Rogers is going to do on third down. He doesn't have a safety blanket in Adams. It's, it's a lot of unknown there where Arizona, it kind of feels like we know what they are. They're a legit team and Kyler Murray is just the ultimate difference maker. This guy is so slippery, so smart. It doesn't matter. Their coach might be an idiot. It, it, it's, it's all working for Arizona right now. I mean, they literally have not lost this season. So I'm, we can be on opposite sides, Chaz. I'm not going to force you to take Green Bay, but to me, that's where the value is in this line. It's plus six with them.
0: This is not what, like, look, the last couple of weeks, we've taken teams on Thursday nights as part of our best five. And um, I don't see this being one of them. No. Uh, <clears throat> the thing that I worry about with the Packers is they're starting to get more and more love from the market because of what they did to the Bears and because of what they did to the Washington football team. And before that, they had barely beaten the Bengals. And before that, they had looked like a team that was struggling mightily in the first three games of the year, including losing in the first game. So uh, Aaron Rodgers is getting pressured like crazy. I watched a lot of this game this past week. He was constantly getting pushed out of the pocket and not looking good doing it. I, th- I, th- I was nervous about that cover most of the game. Um, so, Yeah. I'm comfortable with the Cardinals at minus six. No, that's so fair. And,
1: and like people talked about how lucky the Green Bay got. We talked about it. they were the worst red zone team. They had given up the most touchdowns in football. They're not that bad. It was going to come down to a medium. And that's what happened in that game. Like this the 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 Washington football team couldn't score in the red zone. That's why Green Bay covered it. It's pretty simple. But yeah, that's that's a fair statement. They're they're probably a little overvalued right now just because of what they've done the last two weeks. Ah
0: good T. <laughs> I did my own little version of a, of a TikTok meme there. Yeah. Are you on the TikTok?
1: I'm not. I'm a guy in my mid-30s that, you know, doesn't, doesn't care to check out what teenagers are doing, Chad.
0: Hmm. That's funny you think of it that way. I, as a media <laughs> professional, think about it as the new frontier. Here's Respect. an interesting game.
2: Pittsburgh Steelers at Cleveland Browns.
0: If you go to Action Network right now, there's a story, the week eight games we bet right away. There were two games listed. We're going to get to both of them. The first one, the Steelers as underdogs. They were actually listed as three and a half point underdogs. Uh, There was concern. People wanted to bet them right away because they were afraid wise guys would come in and take the Steelers and you lose the hook. Steelers at plus three and a half, plus four some places. Getting almost all the bets right now. There's reason to believe the Steelers are the right side here.
1: Yeah, but it's again, it's it's a game where if Baker's playing, I actually really like the Steelers because he he's rushing back. That's not good. That's not good for them. So if this is Baker, I, I got no issues taking the Steelers here. If it's Case Keenum. I'm, I'm not as much in love with it. He've had, he's had more time now. They played last week on um, Thursday, so he has more time to kind of get used to being the number one. I, I like that for uh, Cleveland. It feels like the whole public's going to come in really heavy on Pittsburgh, just because you know Cleveland looked that great last week against Denver, but. To me, this is uh this is one of these I'll wait and see. If it's Baker, I, I got no issue taking Pittsburgh. But if it's not, I-, I would stay away.
0: Are you telling me right now that you have the Browns power rated better with Case Keenum than Baker Mayfield?
1: An injured, an injured Baker Mayfield. So last week I had it at three and a half when Baker was the starter. Then moved it two and a half. I moved it just by a point to Case Keenum, just because Baker has not been playing well. But in fairness to Baker, he's been hurt. So I do think Baker is valued more, but for this, now that he's had time underneath his belt to get reps. Yeah. I think they're pretty much the same exact quarterback right now. Cause Baker is hurt. And it's like, he's hurting his team. He's literally a hit away at any point to be out of the game. Like he's, he barely even got hit that hard. He just landed on his shoulder last game and he was out. So it, it's too nerve wracking to really back Baker.
0: Do you see anything in the Steelers having some time off that makes you think this team is getting better uh, they're running the ball a little bit better. Uh, there is value on them in an underdog spot. A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot.
2: What? A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. Win the
0: game with this crew of bodies right here today. Uh, bring y'all a game today.
1: Woo! I mean, I like them with the points if it's Baker again because I just think it's a good matchup for them defensively. Like, they're going to be able to get after him. That's, that's, that's all the key right there. It's like, you can get walk pressure. Pittsburgh seems like they can win, but Roethlisberger is so bad. I mean, it was a running joke with us last week. You were like, I like Big Ben playing against a backup. And I kept saying to you, Big Ben is a backup. This guy is not a starter in this league. So don't really feel confident backing them, but if I am backing them, it's just because of that defense.
0: That was a moment of clarity. From, I remember
1: that comment. It's really good.
0: <laughs> All right. So this is not one that we're going to give uh, heavy consideration to. Last week, you told me that there were two ugly, ugly dogs that we had to play, and I refused to commit. The Miami Dolphins at plus two and a half, and the New York Football Giants at plus three. Lo and behold, you were right about both. Actually, I liked the Dolphins in the beginning, too, and for some reason, we walked away from them, and I can't remember why, but the Dolphins are now on the road at Matt Mitchell's uh, Buffalo Bills.
2: Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. Bills make me want your heels up and Show! Throw your hands up and Show! throw your head back and Come on now.
0: The Bills are making it happen now. The Bills are 14-point favorites on the road. I kind of feel like this is a pass. I know you're gonna bet every game and you're gonna have an opinion on every game, but this doesn't feel like I'm seeing a huge opportunity.
1: Like again, I'd like it better if it was at 13 or 13 and a half with Buffalo, coming off a bye, coming off a loss. So Is just a great spot for the Bills just to dominate a, a, a team that's not that good. But it's a little nerve-wracking where I, I thought Tua played exactly how I expected Tua to play last week. He he played well, he had 300 yards passing, four touchdowns against a bad Atlanta defense. The the Bills ain't that bad. And at home, you know, the weather isn't gonna be great up there in, in uh northern New York in November or late late October. So Yeah, that's fair. We can pass on it. I I do lean towards the Bills. This is one of the chalkier plays I like this week.
0: You like the Bills. What do you have it rated at?
1: 13. So technically you are getting value right now with Miami, but I'm hoping pros will just come in and bet this number down so I can get maybe 13 and a half, 13 uh, with the Bills.
0: What do you like about Tua? I keep watching him and and know you're saying this. I feel like he's getting junk yards and junk touchdowns. I don't look at him and think – this is a guy I want to build my team around.
1: He's got no wide receivers, and his O line's terrible. That's what I, I don't want to get on chat too hard here, but I'm sick I can't take everyone in the league after eight games or nine games of a guy being like, "Yeah, bust." Like that guy's washed up. By the yeah, way, who's s- I didn't say he was a bust. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's, it's don't happy be with Twitter all these guys.
0: overreaction. Like all people support- all of a
1: sudden are being like uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, he's legit. You see him beat the Jets twice. Wow, Mac Jones. Yeah, he's incredible. He he played hard against the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. It's just too much like we're too high and too low on these kids when they come in so quick. Like you need, a, you need like Josh Allen. Josh Allen had two, three years to figure out what the hell he was. We know he's legit. Daniel Jones, he sucked now for two, three years. We know what he is. He's terrible. So I feel like I need more time with these quarterbacks, but you're fair to say Tua has not been good. He hasn't been, but you also have to look at the pieces around him. He has no real help. He's got a terrible O line and terrible wide receivers. You know who it turns out was amazing?
0: The backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky.
1: I don't know. We can talk about the Bears now if you want. I, people are hating on them too hard. Haven't they beaten the Ra- Las Vegas Raiders and the Bengals? Two teams are leading their divisions. Uh, I, I get a lot of hate for We're not Bears. talking
0: about the Bears yet. We haven't gotten to the game.
1: I know. I'm just saying the Bears are getting crushed. and I feel like people are underestimating how the Bears are good and bad
0: you can't underestimate them both ways. They're either good. You're, they're, they're either bad and we overestimated what they were or they're good. And we're not giving them enough credit. I happen to be on the side of,
1: I'm saying week to week people won't be like, they're terrible in the next week when they beat a team, like the Las Vegas Raiders be like, they're really good. I'm saying it's too much. Both sides. That was a
0: smash spot for the bears. That was a 100% smash spot for the bears against the Raiders. I, Everyone in the world knew they were going to win that game. (laughs) Everybody.
2: Carolina Panthers at Atlanta Falcons.
0: This all of a sudden became a very interesting game. The Falcons are three-point favorites. They've won a couple of games now. They've got, I think they're three and three on the year. Last second win against Miami. Bad loss against Washington before that. They beat the Jets before that. The Panthers are reeling, man. Sam Darnold is just terrible. And got benched. And we loved this team in the beginning of the year. This is going to be a pros Joe's game right now. The money's coming in on the Panthers and the bets are coming in on the Falcons.
1: Yeah. We got no faith. Like this is one of the few games I might end up passing or I'll just bet the Panthers. Cause I have to, cause it's a good number, but he looks lost Sam Darnold. Like he literally looks lost. He's just throwing picks in a double coverage. He's just bad. And same reason we like Miami last week. We like to fade Matt Ryan. When well, As soon as people start believing in Matt Ryan, that's when we fade him, and it worked out for us last week. I guess I'll do it again this week, but no. Nah. Like, this probably wouldn't even make my top 10 bets. I I just I hate it. It's ugly, ugly, ugly game where we don't know what quarterback we're getting in Sam Darnold, so how can I really bet this and know what I'm getting?
0: And the scary thing is, you bet on the Falcons, and it's very possible that Sam Darnold's backup comes in.
1: Right. And who actually you know, could be better than Sam Darnold. Right. I'm reading Matt Mitchell's thing. I can't uh, multitask.
0: What did Matt Mitchell say?
1: He's, it's actually a good, a really good point. A team favored by the touchdown or more this season is undefeated. They have not lost, which is the longest streak since I believe like 2005, 2006. So basically this year, if you're just some Joe Schmo and you just been betting favorites, money lines and money line parlays, you're killing it. I mean, This is the longest active streak since 2005 that a favorite seven or more points hasn't lost straight up. So something to keep your eye on, people out there. We're way overdue for one of these big dogs that went out right.
0: Also, Matt Mitchell, in our Slack message to us both, reminded us that everyone is left in survivor pools, including us, because we took the Patriots this past week. uh, And we will pick our new survivor uh, pool entrant
1: on Thursday. And we got lucky, though. A couple of idiots took Carolina in ours. So a couple of people try to be too smart and they got burned. How many people are left in the survivor pool that you and I are in? I want to say 4k.
0: Wow. That many. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We, I mean, we started with 8k though. So even though it's been really chalky, half been knocked out.
2: That's Again,
1: people forget and they forget to put their picks in, you know? Oh boy. This. I don't know how we do it.
2: Cincinnati Bengals. At New York Jets.
0: Here's something really interesting. The look ahead line on this. I don't know when this number is from. I don't know if it's from preseason or whatever. Last week. Jets as one point favorites at home. And they are now 10 point underdogs.
1: It's a perfect line because this was a trap spot. And if Zach Wilson was playing in this game, we would be all in on the Jets to win outright to cover everything. Got no idea what to do with this number. Got no idea what to do with this quarterback, some white guy. I think his last name's White, so I love saying that joke. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. They're, the, the Jets are – they're terrible. Was the same reason we liked them against Tennessee. It was just a complete spot, and they that's the only game they've covered and won this year was that Jets against Tennessee at home. So, man, did I love this as a trap spot for this Bengals team, but – it's hard to do it now. Like, I'm going to be on the nine and a half, whatever the number is. I'm going to be betting it because it's the, – the Bengals are really good. But are they the top three, top four team in all the NFL? Probably not. So, them blowing out the Jets was unlikely. But now the Jets, I don't know if they're going to be able to score. So, it's going to be pretty easy for the Bengals to beat them by a lot of points. So, I, I don't know. I'm not going to make you do it, Chad, but I'll be betting the Jets, unfortunately, with a backup quarterback I know nothing about.
0: It does it does present an interesting dilemma, right? It blindly you bet this number. You just do it.
1: Like, the Bengals are coming off the bet of the, the the franchise in the last what four or five years? Yeah. This the biggest one the franchise in the last four or five years.
0: Yeah, you almost have to bet the Jets here.
1: So gross. Should we make it one of our like foxhole bets or something? It's just something gross. I don't know what we would call it. This is, this is like, to me, this is the grossest bet we've made this year. We've had gross bets, but this this is the grossest.
0: It's honestly irresponsible to ask people <laughs> to commit to this. I think you and I can think about it for Thursday. And on Thursday, if we still think it's a Simon Says or a Big Balls or a Hornet's Nest, we can layer it in there. But I'm hoping that over the next seven, eight games, we find something that feels a little bit more actionable for our listeners than bet the fucking jets.
1: No, we got great lines this week. Don't worry. We're not going to force this one in.
0: Yeah, Cause right now we haven't found any game that we'd like. We haven't every game we, we, we've talked about. We want to pass.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's true. We're getting there though. Don't worry. I got a couple.
0: And now a word from our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook who want you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. For example, on Thursday night, I'm considering taking the points with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers passing yards over, and Aaron Jones to score a touchdown. I love betting here in Connecticut with FanDuel because I was verified quickly. They have America's number one rated sportsbook app, and I know their payouts are fast and secure. There's no feeling like nailing the same game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook, they are also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code FAVORITES. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code FAVORITES. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Next Step or text Next Step to five three three four two in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show.
2: Tennessee Titans at Indianapolis Colts.
0: Titans are one and a half point favorites on the road
1: at Indy. Simon Says. Simon Says. When Simon Says do it, when Simon Says do it, we
2: do what Simon Says.
1: Pause this podcast, pull your car over, bet on the Colts. They will be and all of my bets, like, again, I, I joke all the time, my bets of the year, this might not be one of those big bets. As soon as I saw this line, I loved it. It's the perfect spot. I love it so much. Explain Colts, it to me. The Colts always beat Tennessee, and they always beat them, especially at home. Even when, they, even when Peyton left, they, even with Andrew Luck and whatever, set the next year, they always beat Tennessee at home. Matchup-wise, this is the dream. This is literally the dream. The Colts' run game is one of the best in football. Tennessee has one of the worst run defenses. Their secondary is still incredibly banged up. Everything that happened last week with Kansas city, it wasn't about the Tennessee Titans. It was about the Kansas city chiefs. That was a Kansas city chiefs meltdown uh, that I watched that whole game. Cause I had a lot of riding on that money line parlay we did with them and the Bengals, And I needed, I needed one of them to win outright. Um, and luckily they both came through, but it's, this is such a typical line when they hung this. As soon as I saw this, I knew what they were doing. They're like, I love the books because they lay these traps and they've been getting smacked around these sports books last four to five weeks. We're going to talk about there's a bunch of games that are get right games for the sports books. Put this at the top of the list. This is one of my favorite get right games for the sports books. So you're going to plus dog at home in the Colts, which again, this is one of these games where, like we told you last week, if you bet the Bengals to win the division, like we like we did, this is not one of those where if you're going to bet the Colts with us this week, you have to bet the Colts to win the division because this is one of these games that could flip the division. So I, I love the Colts at this number.
0: Yeah, by the way, that's the mistake I made last week is I remember you saying that very clearly. And I bet the Bengals right away and I forgot to bet them to win the division. You didn't get the 10 to 1? So I didn't get it. Oh, God. And like as the game was kicking off, I'm like, oh, shit. And I go to log in and I couldn't bet it.
1: Yeah, they took it down. Took yeah, it down. It's, down, it, it's down to three to one, two to one on certain books. Yeah, I know. That, that's a miss, buddy. Damn it.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, you know what I did just do while you were <laughs> prattling away? Uh, I did go on to the FanDuel app, swear to God. And um, I bet on the Colts plus one and a half.
1: My man. And you got to sprinkle a little bit on the division.
0: Little bit, little sprinkle of a taste, little bit of salt, little bit of sesame seeds. You know, you can do your little own, uh, your little, um, you know, everything bagel seasoning on this, on this uh, game.
1: Love it. So I'm guaranteeing people always go, well, you guys switch your picks. I don't care if the greatest pro in the world calls me up and like whoever. And they say, no, you have to take Tennessee. Not doing it. Love, love, love the Colts this week.
0: The next thing I know you're going to tell me, you want to bet the Bears plus three and a half uh, at home against the Niners. And I would do it. You know why? Do you know why? Tell me. Matt Nagy has COVID.
1: <laughs> That's terrible.
2: San Francisco 49ers at Chicago Bears.
1: No, Bears at home, baby. We love the Bears at home. Maybe you guys will reach out to me and say that we're walking into a sharp trap here, but I don't care. I love this number. I bet it when I opened at three and a half, four. I'll bet it again as long as it stays above three. It's just a good, smart number. Uh, the Bears here aren't as bad as they looked against Tampa. That was just the worst possible matchup they could have. And, um, I mean, what we said is so right. Like, we, we were off the 49ers coming into the year. We bet their under-season win totals. We just didn't trust this 49ers team. And we've seen it. Like, Jimmy G, there's a reason they drafted a QB, third the third pick overall. He, he just ain't it. So, if it's Jimmy as a starter – I got no issue taking the Bears here, plus three and a half. All right. Well, um, I thought
0: the Bears looked pretty heartless um, and confused. And their defense is social distancing as if it's April of 2020. And they can't seem to defend anyone beyond five yards. And they were throwing punches. And Really looks completely out of sorts. I don't even know if Allen Robinson is still on the team. Like, honestly, that's how ineffective he's been. As a fan, it's so disheartening to see.
1: No, it's really bad. I'm not going to deny that it is really bad, but you have to take this number. This is such a good bounce back spot for this team. Okay. As you're, I'm sure, aware, the Bears are underdogs, but don't count them out. You know, it's absurd, really, that we would even have to waste our time comparing ourselves with that crime-ridden rat hole. Absolutely. But give me what it's rated at for you. Three. That's why if it got to two and a half, like, I'm, I'm not going to be taking Bears' money line. I'm not going to be taking the two and a half just because what it, everything you just said. This team, they straight up gave up last week. It was bad. I can't fault you there, but just as a professional, I, I have to bet a home dog in this position playing a four nine team that's still getting so much public love, even though they have not done anything to earn it this year. I mean, I saw some statistics. Shanahan's career win re- winning percentage is four hundred forty three. Like th- the guy that's is amazing. A bo- yeah, so I might think he's a genius and he's some great offensive coordinator. He's never done it, and I get people's excuse for him. He's never had a quarterback like he got Jimmy G to the Super Bowl. That's all. That is fair. I get that argument. But at some point you have to start putting this on to Kyle Shanahan. And at this point I got to do that. So I I got no issue taking this number.
0: You are hating on Kyle Shanahan. Who's like the, like the analytics geeks, God,
1: both of us would give up. I I mean, I I, check, wouldn't give up a child, but I'd give up a lot of things that are important to me to have him as my head coach. So I'm kind of talking about both sides of my mouth, hating on the guy, but, To me, he's a million times better than Nick Sirianni, so I would love to have him as my head coach.
0: All right, then uh, we're going to put him on the list. I am happy to do it. I'm happy to root for the Bears, find reasons to root for the Bears. Give me the Bears, plus three and a half. We're putting them in. Baboom. Eagles, however.
2: Philadelphia Eagles at Detroit Lions.
0: We were spot on about this Lions game last week. We said, if we're going to have to bet any one of these teams that we're – Double digit underdogs. We were going with the Lions because, as you pointed out, this team does not give up. Detroit. They were down 34 to 3 two weeks ago, went for the two point conversion after scoring a touchdown, then went for the onside kick. They were calling timeouts until the end. And then, lo and behold, that's exactly what they did against the Rams score first, onside kick, fake punt, steal possessions. It was like, you know, Jared Goff, interception by Jalen Ramsey, which to me felt like the worst way for them to lose. It was Goff. Like, that's just, you know, you root so hard for the guy. To have, like, the such a good player who probably thinks Goff is such an idiot do that at the end of the game, that hurt. The Lions team does not stop.
1: No, and they deserve everything that comes their way, though, for keeping golf and not taking fields or Mac Jones. Like, we know what golf was. Um, there is no sicker feeling than having Detroit's money line that first half. And you're up 10 nothing, and you still felt like you were going to lose that bet because it's Jared Goff and it's third and three, and it feels like it's third and 50. Like, I can't throw the ball four yards sometimes. So, man, I hate Detroit. Um, they're such a seesaw team. One week they'll play good. They'll come back. They'll play amazing. The next week they will completely fall apart and do nothing. It, it looks like a team that is 0-6. So if we're going by that metric, this is a down week for Detroit. For some reason they cover and then they don't cover. They cover and then they don't cover. So I, I coming into this, I wanted to take Detroit. Like the Eagles suck. The Eagles' defense is terrible. The Oakland – I mean, Las Vegas Raiders didn't have Darren Waller or Jacobs, and – to me, that was like, again, that's why I couldn't fault you for a lot of love the Eagles. That was such a smart number to take. A team is missing their two best offensive weapons. Eagles defense couldn't stop them. They literally could not stop them that whole game. So, yeah, I, I look at this number. And I, my first instinct is to, to fade the lines here and take the Eagles, who are just a little bit not as terrible. But, I mean, this is just a good number. It's plus three. That's what I added as. Don't have any crazy value, but. We'll see as the week goes on here. I I can't see this being one of our five.
0: The Eagles are such an interesting team. They come out and play great (laughs) in the first series every single week. And then it's like they can't make a single adjustment off of the adjustments that the defenses make. They just don't know what to do. And then at the end of the game, when it's sort of a free-for-all and the other team has let up the gas a little bit, that's when they can finally come back and play. That's how you know that, that whoever is calling the plays, and I think it is Sirianni, doesn't know what the
1: fuck he's doing. No. And there's something to this, like, I don't want to be an ageism person. I hate saying, like, older guys should have these kind of jobs. This feels like such a typical situation with this Eagles team where they got a young D.C., they got a young head coach. All the guys in this coaching group were all a bunch of young guys. They completely seem like they're out of their element here. Like, they just they're just not into it where you see these other teams, they hire these guys who've been around the block. Yeah, they might do some stupid old timey stuff. But they just get it. They get football and they get certain things and different schemes you need to run. So I, I do look at this Eagles team that, that they might be a one and done, this coaching staff.
0: I love that you're willing to support the old people.
1: <laughs> I'm all about old people, man. I, I, I've, learned, I've learned, especially in the sports betting world, age truly is wisdom. They're, they might say some stuff you disagree with and you think they're stupid. But if you just shut up and listen, you'll learn. These guys usually know what they're talking about. That's why they've been in this industry so long. So that is definitely something I try to pass along to people is that you might think you have all the answers and you might think, you know, what you're talking about, you, you probably don't.
0: I am uh, more confident and less in the need to prove it at 50 than I ever was at
1: 30. That's fact. I'm always trying, even if, even when I made it, I'm still trying to prove it, so it's definitely a different mindset.
0: It is. It totally
1: is.
2: Los Angeles Rams at Houston Texans.
0: The Texans are 14 and a half point dogs. They gave it a go against the Cardinals. That was a game where in the first half, they they tried so hard. They really did. Do we think to Taylor is going to play this week? Because that changes the calculus on this handicap for sure.
1: If he's playing people guarantee you, this is one of me and Chad's five. we, you have to go look back at the early of the year, his splits with this team. I think they have one more touchdown. He played only a game and a half. They've only scored one more touchdown in the six weeks he's been out than the, the game and a half he played. He, he he made this offense go, and I would love for him to come back because that would spark some life into this team. I love it. If, if it stays at 14 when he comes back in our contest or one of our five, I love, love, love Houston in this position.
0: Uh, but if not, then we pass, even though it's a massive, massive home underdog.
1: I'm done lighting money on fire for Davis Mills. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Hey, at least you got his name right. Yeah, there we go. I, like he, he paid me out for that Patriots game. He should have won that game. I would forever be, been in love with the guy. He didn't. I should have learned right then and there, this guy's a complete joke. But no, can, I will not be betting him as a big dog again this week.
0: Well, tell me why, speaking of the Patriots – Cause I don't want to spend too much time on the Texans and the Rams. <laughs> it's so weird though. Like a couple of years ago, we wouldn't have even hesitated on, on a lot of these games as dogs, the, the lions at three and a half um, the Texans at 14 and a half. Like it wouldn't even have been a conversation. The jets, you know, say it was Zach Wilson, like not even hesitating on some of these huge home dogs. The calculus in all this has changed the past few years.
1: A little bit. I mean, I still skew towards home dogs, but I've been trying to go with the times here. Like the public is dominating. So there's some times where it's like, I'm getting crazy value here, but I need to take a step back and think to myself, man, they're just not covering. And that's what's been happening this year. These, these dogs just aren't covering against these really chalk favorites. You're evolving. I adjust with the times. Whatever's happening, I try to adjust with what's happening. That's how
0: you stay modern and relevant. Uh, I learned that on TikTok.
2: New England Patriots at Los Angeles Chargers.
0: The Chargers, five and a half point favorites. They're off a buy. They got shellacked the last time we saw them, which was a totally smash spot for the Ravens. I think we, you and I were aligned on that from the second. No, we weren't actually. I loved it. You were afraid of it because you're a coward and you're young and you don't have the confidence and wisdom of age.
2: Simon Hunter. Professional coward.
0: I'd take the Chargers all day here.
1: Of course, of course, we love the Chargers here. Mac Jones on the road after a big fifty point win at home against the Jets. Love the fade position here. We we take the Chargers not just because they're off a buy, but because this is probably peak peak value um, where everyone's just oh, the public's just feeling great about this Patriots team. So uh, I, as long as it stays under six, six and a half. Again, we talked about that's such a key number. We've got no issue taking the Chargers team. The only fear is the fourth down regression. Man, that was bad against the Ravens last time they played. They could not get pick up a fourth down. So it's always a little scary with back in the Chargers team. But after a bye week in a get-right spot, this, cause, this is one of these we'll, we'll, we'll probably be betting on come Sunday. Yeah.
0: I don't know why. Why wouldn't everybody see this? Like, how is this not one of those things that everyone is – is gonna notice. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a team that was pretty public and people were pretty excited about before they lost to the Ravens. We we recognize what was happening. Um, 54% of the bets on the Chargers, 58% of the money. It feels like the the bookmakers made a bad line on this. No.
1: That's it's a good line. It's honestly it's because the Patriots can run the ball and we've seen it with this Chargers team they can be ran on. So I get why they hung it I can see like, again, I watched the money come in on it. It seems like a couple of pro- pros have hit this with uh, the Patriots. But I I just, again, I think they're thinking to themselves, you know what, the public's going to overvalue the Chargers team because like you just said it, before that Ravens team, they were people's favorite team to win the Super Bowl. People were really hyping them up. So um, it's it's a fair number to me. As long as it stays below six. Again, that's, that's such a key number nowadays.
0: Six is a key number. More games landing on six than seven. It's the new, six is the new seven. It really is. The Jaguars finally won a game. Uh, They are now on the road at the reeling three losses in a row. Seattle Seahawks.
2: Jacksonville Jaguars at Seattle Seahawks.
0: Gino Smith. I saw a stat following uh, at Action Network HQ six and one against the spread in primetime games uh, in his career, which is amazing because I can't believe he's played seven primetime games um, uh, since he hasn't played a game in eight years until this past year, uh, until these past few weeks three and a half points Seahawks at home.
1: Oh, Gino Smith, the greatest West Virginia quarterback ever. Uh, yeah. Guys. Unbelievable against the spread. Hate this number. I hate that. I have to take the Jags. Why are they doing this to me? Chad. Make Why? Stella! <laughs> uh Coming off a of bye week Urban's had his time at the bar with that blonde girl. Okay. They've had their downtime. Now they're getting right this week. I don't know what to do. I like. It's three and a half, two horrible teams. How do I not take the ugly three and a half dog? Um, the public will be coming in heavy on Seahawks. Everyone hates the Jaguars. I hate that I have to bet the Jaguars. So I'm not going to make it anywhere like Foxhole, any of that stuff, because I-, I can't do it anymore with the fans of the show. But yes, Jags, three and a half, Jags, money line. I'll be betting all of it. We're going to have to go into the Foxhole with somebody, buddy. Oh, it's coming up. By far, the
0: Jack Seahawks is the corner TV game. Like, I I thought there were no bets on this uh, Carolina Falcons game. Forget it. This Jack Seahawks game, (laughs)
1: nobody wants a piece of it. They're missing out. I I really do think the Jags are a a good spot here.
0: That's the most disgusting thing you've ever said to me. And off the air, you have said some pretty disgusting things to me. It's true. I think this game might go higher. Do you think it'll go above three and a half?
1: It could, because like public is gonna come in so heavy. Like no one likes betting the Jaguars. Again, every time we take them, it's literally a hundred mentions each time. People are yelling at me because they just hate betting the Jaguars. I get it. They're awful, but this number is overvalued. We've seen the Seahawks team has yet to win without Russell Wilson. So you're giving me three and a half with an ugly dog. I gotta take it. Buccaneers,
0: QBQD, Tom Terrific. Tom loves tutties. Visiting the Saints. Saints are five-point underdogs at home. This is a dreadful team. Really, like, you're seeing what a brilliant coach Sean Payton is. Difference between Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan. Sean Payton, you're getting shitty quarterbacks. He's still finding ways to win. Kyle Shanahan, you're getting shitty quarterbacks. He's getting credit for his team looking good, but not actually winning.
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneers... At New Orleans Saints.
1: If I've learned anything in my life, this is the kind of time. you Get your buddy named Chad and you hop in a foxhole and you bet the Saints.
2: Up Let's climb down into the foxhole.
1: We got to bet oh this, God. buddy. Come
0: on. You cannot be telling me we're jumping in to the foxhole with Tom Hanks and everybody else. <laughs> and we're going to try to save Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints as home underdogs in this spot.
1: You've allowed no time for analysis or decision-making. Can we get serious now? Saints looked absolutely horrible last night. They couldn't do anything right. Tampa Bay just won by 30-odd points. They've never looked better. Tom's never looked better. They're getting guys back this week. They're getting, they should be getting A.B. back. Maybe Gronk will be back. Man, the public is going to love, 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 love Tampa. Had this number at three-and-a-half. I saw it open, I think, a four, four four-and-a-half. Woo! Sportsbooks are going to be getting hammered on this Tampa line. So, I get it, people. You've you've been killing it the last three, four weeks. Just absolutely killing the sportsbooks. This screams trap. Everything about this line is a trap. Everyone's going to have this in their money line parlay. They'll throw it in their teasers. They'll cross a zero. They don't even care. Everyone's been in Tampa this week. Chad, you, you gotta just hold your nose and bet New Orleans here. You gotta trust this number. Tampa, if they win this game, they're winning by a field goal. They're not blowing the Saints team out. The Saints last year, they matched up so well both times against the the Buccaneers. So everything the, the Saints do well in defense, it counteracts what this Tampa Bay team does well on offense. So love love this number. As long as it stays above four, I'm, I'm happy to take it.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, the, the, the Buccaneers have not played a defense like this so far this year the the eagles they were pretty much dominating that game the dolphins are terrible the patriots are the one team where they had a struggle they didn't they didn't cover an emotional on the road
1: though that's we were about to go through it it's on the road is where we're seeing tampa have trouble
0: they lost to the rams on the road uh i think
1: you're right no it is like i've had multiple people reach out to me about that and that was why I was so heavy on Tampa last week. Now it was just because of the bear matchup. They've just played really well at home and on the road, they play close stinky games, ugly games. I mean, we just talked about Eagles are horrible. Eagles back door. So it's, I don't think the saints are as terrible as the Eagles. So I, I do, again, I think you're getting a good number here. People it's, I, I understand it's, that's why I try to tell people the less you watch a football, the easier it is to bet this. Because after watching that game last night, it's really hard to convince people. You have to bet the Saints here, but you do. This is a perfect spot to take this team.
0: I love your courage. I'm going in. We're in the Foxhole. We're in the Foxhole. Cover me. Cover me.
2: (laughs) Washington football team at Denver Broncos. The Washington football team, three-point dogs.
1: Gross. So gross. I don't know. Like, made this line three, or I think I'm at two and a half. So I guess I could say the values on the Washington football team, but I hate this line. Like I, if I'm going to bet Teddy, I want Teddy to be an underdog. I don't want to be a favorite at home. And I, I feel like that was it. There, gave everything Washington last week with the green Bay. They couldn't even cover. I, I mean, bad, just a bad team. So no, no real feeling on this game. I'd probably just stay away.
0: The other game that uh, we wrote about at actionnetwork.com. I wrote, I said in the beginning, we had two games from week eight that we were betting right away. The Steelers uh, against the Browns was one and we like the Steelers. The Cowboys at the Vikings is the other. And we bet the Cowboys. What say you?
2: Dallas Cowboys at Minnesota Vikings.
1: (laughs) You fools. Uh, Of course, I love the Vikings. Vikings at home as an underdog. You bet this every time, people. I believe in Zimmer's career, it's hitting at over a 67% clip. Vikings at home as a dog in prime time. They're getting less than 10% of the bet, less than 10% of the money. Love, 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 love. Again, I'm telling you, people, this is the trap week. They're they're getting all their money back this week, Las Vegas. They've they've been giving it away to you in droves. This is a get-right week for them. Everyone and their grandmoms is gonna have their parlay tied to this bet on Sunday night. Everyone's gonna end their night with a Cowboys money line. Cowboys that cover this number. God, I hate doing it. Um, if it wasn't for the Colts, this would be my biggest bet of the week. I I love the Vikings. You're kidding me. Yeah, and it, again, the Cowboys are undefeated at ATS too. It's everything just points to you take Minnesota here. Like, again, I bet Cowboys win Super Bowl. I think they're a great team. Trap spot. This is a classic trap spot they're going to be getting all the love in a primetime matchup here so I I can't tell you how much I do love this Minnesota matchup
0: but is there other than this this situation it's a great situation outside of the situation you got to look at the analysis is there anything in the analysis that says oh yeah this makes sense the Vikings like take away any success the Cowboys had look at the bad luck the Vikings have had uh, what a little are bit of that the
1: metrics saying No, they're a little bit of that. I mean, the numbers, if you want to get into it, it's honestly about the run metrics with, you know, Dalvin Cook at home and this run style against this Cowboys team, which they're going to be able to run it on. Also, the Cowboys, it's regression. Like, their turnover rate, it's absurd. Like, Diggs, every other game has had a pick six. That's just not sustainable. We've never seen anything like that in NFL history. Dak, I know he's playing out of his mind. That's the only fear in this matchup where all the stats point towards Dak like he's having an MVP season, his team's down by a touchdown or two. You really don't have any fear because Dak's going to come back. Like they have arguably the three best receivers in football. So if you're just looking at the math on paper, it's a good line. I had this line of two. It's two and a half now. That's that's a good number by the books. But, man, it's it just screams trap. Everything I look at on paper, this just screams a trap. So I have to trust my instincts here and take this Minnesota team at home.
0: Well, you know if for no other reason i love when we take the minnesota vikings so i can sing we've got the minnesota vikings
1: i know it's our thursday show but i'll save it for thursday i'll save it
0: oh Chad has a a heart out i got a heart out (laughs) dude you're so media (laughs) listen to you you're so media all of a sudden last game on the board the monday night game
2: New York Giants at Kansas City Chiefs
0: The Giants are 10 point underdogs against the get right Kansas City Chiefs
1: Every fiber in my body wants to fade the Giants like after a big win at home not even a close one they blew out Carolina but we can't do it Chad how do we keep how do how do we make money here all we do is bet against the chiefs. It's been serving us so well the last two years. We can't stop doing it.
0: Yeah. There's Perfect. nothing about me that wants to bet against that. that wants to bet against the giants here. It feels like Daniel Jones, obviously last week at home, there's always that story. Bet him on the road, bet against them at home. I'm never like a huge believer in those systems. I, I don't find there's anything tangible there. Um, but I do think this is the right spot for the Giants. Like, they're just not – they shouldn't be 10-point underdogs to this Chiefs team that just isn't very good right now.
1: That's the biggest thing. It goes, who, who the hell are the Chiefs to be favored by that many points? Right. Um, again, we could get unlucky and they could have a meltdown of the Giants in the second half just like Washington did Washington did at home against this Chiefs team. But you can't bet on that kind of stuff. You have to bet on what you're looking at. If you're just looking at pure numbers and value, this number at most should be six. You're getting three and a half points of value with the Giants here. So. You know, I love the Giants. It's just the the fear like you just talked about. It's a stupid saying, but the the numbers prove it out. He's terrible at home. He's good on the road, Daniel Jones. So if I wasn't looking at those splits, I'd have no issues betting this, but you have to look at the data, and he's just not good at home. So I, I do love this number, but it's not going to be one of my bigger bets. All right. Well, we've narrowed down
0: the board quite a bit. We got a bunch of games that we're going to be looking at. Um As we head into Thursday, we're going to keep an eye uh, on the Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. We are going to keep an eye, maybe, on uh, the Bengals and the Jets. Um, We love, Simon says, go bet the Colts plus one and a half. I've already done that on FanDuel on my app while we recorded the show. We're going to do the Bears plus three and a half, you know? This is what we're going to do. It's disgusting. It is. We still like the chargers uh, minus five and a half. We're on the fence about the Eagles and lions. I'm sure we'll pick that one up. You're trying to convince me the Jags are the right side. We both love the saints against the bucks at home, the Vikes plus two against Dallas and the giants plus 10. It's going to be harder to narrow this down than we think.
1: Like you just reading off that list. It feels like a really good sharp week. Like again, the public has had an incredible run here last three, four weeks. The the books know what they're doing. They're laying traps. So I, I love the games you just read off. Laying some traps.
0: What's our Scooch Roulette pick?
2: Time to take down the hops. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette.
0: You won last week. You had the Packers, I had the Eagles. So you get to make your choice.
1: I mean, I like giving out layups. If people want to lay up, take the Colts. It feels like the easiest bet on the board this week. I'm going to show some courage. I am going to go
0: with the New Orleans Saints. Wow. I love it. As we discussed it, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. You're taking the Colts plus one and a half against the Titans. I'm taking the Saints plus five against the Bucks. Let's roll them bones and play some scooter roulette. That's what we're doing. On Thursday, we will narrow down the slate even further, talk about the games that we liked that I just listed. We will give out our big balls better the week. We did not do that. We gave out Simon Says. We will talk about our money line Round Robin Parlay. We will talk about Survivor. Can't wait. We'll talk about your lacrosse career at West Virginia <laughs> University. For Simon Hunter, hi, I'm Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Download it from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until Thursday, love you.